doctor for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The Pentagon has halted the arrival of Soviet-built MiG-29 jets to war-torn Ukraine, despite NATO approval. Death and injuries as Russian military forces bombard a children's hospital in Ukraine, despite a temporary ceasefire for evacuations. Intelligence officials in the U.S. are warning that Russian President Vladimir Putin could resort to nuclear warfare. New inflation figures are due out this morning. The White House admits they are expecting an uptick, blaming in part Russia's war. The Major League Baseball season continues to be threatened as marathon talks failed to bring Major League Baseball and the Players Association to a new agreement. Here's your top five at five. Soviet-built MiG-29 combat jets will not be headed to war-torn Ukraine. The Pentagon pulled the plug on the NATO-backed idea Wednesday of providing the Soviet-built combat jets to Ukraine. The about-face follows intense lobbying by Ukraine and disagreement between the U.S. and Poland over the deal. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby says Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin spoke to his Polish counterpart on Wednesday. The intelligence community has assessed that the transfer of MiG-29s to Ukraine may be mistaken as escalatory and could result in a significant Russian reaction that might increase the prospects of a military escalation with NATO. Therefore, we also assess the transfer of the MiG-29s to Ukraine to be high risk. Poland stunned Washington, D.C. when it said it would make the combat jets available directly to the U.S., not Ukraine. Poland suggested the planes go first to the Ramstein Air Base in Germany, opposite the direction of Ukraine. Well, a maternity and children's hospital was bombarded by Russian forces in southern Ukraine. The deadly attack, despite Russia agreeing to a 12-hour ceasefire to allow evacuations from Ukraine. The Maripol City Council posted a video of the devastated hospital. Here's Deputy Mayor of Maripol, Sergei Orlov. We cannot imagine how it's possible in 21st century to... Uh, kill civil infrastructure to kill civil citizens as much as possible. I cannot realize and understand this. Ukraine accuses Russian forces of dropping several bombs on the hospital from the air. Police in the Donetsk region say that at least 17 people were injured in the attack. The Daily Mail UK reports this morning three dead. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has called it an atrocity expressing outrage over the attack. He again demanded the NATO alliance place a no-fly zone over Ukraine. U.S. intelligence chiefs say that Vladimir Putin feels aggrieved and could resort to using nuclear weapons in Ukraine. The heads of the CIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, and National Security Agency, speaking to a House Intelligence Committee hearing, issued the warning. CIA Director William Burns describes Putin as having been stewing in a combustible combination of grievance and ambition for many, many years. That 
personal conviction matters more than ever in the Russian system. He's created a system in which his own circle of advisors is narrower and narrower. COVID has made that even narrower. Um, and it's a system in which it's not proven career-enhancing for people to question or challenge his judgment. Officials say Putin has been angered by Ukraine's refusal to surrender after two weeks of bombardment, which elevates the possibility of Putin's nuclear threat. The U.S. estimates up to 4,000 Russian soldiers have been killed in the two-week-old war. By comparison, 2,500 Americans lost their lives in Afghanistan over the 20-year war. New inflation figures are due out from the Fed today for February. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is predicting a brutal spike in inflation when the new data is released. Saki points to Russian President Vladimir Putin's war on Ukraine for spiraling inflation. A key reason, as you touched on, are energy prices. We've seen the price of gas increase, as I noted, 75 cents since the beginning of the year as Putin built up his military near Ukraine and took increasingly aggressive measures that were felt in the markets. The consumer price index in January was up 7.5 percent over a year ago, the highest level in 40 years. According to the price tracking website GasBuddy, the average price of a gallon of gas climbed to $4.30 a gallon on Wednesday. That's up 70 cents since the end of February. Major League Baseball and the Players Association strike out again. No deal is reported between the two sides following 17 hours of negotiations Tuesday into Wednesday. The two sides attempted to preserve the 162-game season after Major League Baseball said the first two weeks would be canceled. Here's former Major League Baseball player Daryl Strawberry on Tiki and Tyranny. You wish, you wish that they had, the players and owners had put their head together before you even got to this place that says a lockout. It should never have came to a lockout after all that you have been through. I think it's going to really destroy the game if they don't get back soon enough. As of now, opening day is pushed to April 14th. Should there be an agreement, the two sides continue to disagree over several key issues, including the competitive balance tax, the pre-arbitration pool, and minimum salary. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Let's head to Joe Nolan with a look at traffic and transit. All right, good morning, Deb. Good morning, everybody. We're starting out with a, a few problems in New Jersey, a couple of big ones, actually several big ones. If you're on the turnpike, on the southbound side on the outer roadway, right around Interchange 13, an overturned tractor trailer. They're ultimately opening and closing all lanes there. Northbound Garden State Parkway, north of exit 127, a crash. That's in the left lane. Then westbound on Route 80 at exit 60. Again, that accident's still there. Left and center lane's going to be out. Now, the other big problem is going to be on Route 7. Now, that's the road, or at least part of the road, that takes you from the turnpike and 280 into the Holland Tunnel. There's an overturned tractor trailer along the way right at the New Jersey Turnpike, so that is still causing some problems. A lot of wet roads out there still. Please be careful. New Jersey Transit Trains. Well, unfortunately, we still have trouble. Limited service on the Morris and Essex between South Orange and New York Hoboken, that because of the damage of Monday's storm. The Gladstone branch is still completely suspended. They're cross-honoring on the Raritan Valley, the Montclair-Booton, Jersey Transit buses and, and private carriers. 
enhanced Montclair and Booten line service. So get on over there if you can. And a 20-minute delay on the North Jersey coastline. That continues as well. That because of ongoing track work. Alternate side is going to be in effect today. So we're off to a rocky start here, Deb. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny skies today. The high near 48 overnight. Partly cloudy skies. The low down to 34. Tomorrow, a mostly sunny day, even warmer, the high near 53. Right now, we have 40 degrees in Manhattan. Well, the feds may be going after Amazon. A House committee is urging the Department of Justice to investigate Amazon. It's all over what lawmakers allege is potentially criminal obstruction of Congress. A bipartisan group of lawmakers alleges Amazon misled the House Judiciary Committee during a 16-month probe into the competitive practices of Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook. Here's Democratic Massachusetts Representative Ayanna Presley during a House Oversight Committee meeting this week. When, when people are struggling to make ends meet, corporations like Amazon, Kroger, and Starbucks are not only hauling in massive profits, but they are also still raising prices. This doesn't sound like they're simply, quote, passing costs on to consumers, unquote. That sounds like corporate price gouging. In their 24-page complaint, lawmakers have zeroed in on Amazon's private label practices and its collection of third-party seller data. Almost $14 billion in USAID could be on its way to war-torn Ukraine. Congressional leaders have reached agreement on the aid package. It is all part of a larger funding package to keep the federal government operating. Democratic U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York on the deal. The clearest signal Congress can send to Vladimir Putin this week is passing a bipartisan aid package, leaving no doubt that the democratic nations of the world stand with Ukraine and against Putin's deeply immoral and bloody war. Congress is under a deadline of Friday to pass the spending package and have it signed by the president. Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky announced the aid package would include humanitarian assistance and military aid in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. A former Attorney General Bill Barr said Wednesday that the Russia collusion narrative was a big lie. Barr indicated that the controversy tied to President Trump's hands in dealing with Russian President Vladimir Putin when he was president. Here is Trump's former AG on Fox News. I think it tied Trump's hands uh, to deal in, a, in, in uh, normally with Russia and try to negotiate some kind of structure or framework diplomatically that would avoid what we're seeing today. But his hands were tied by Russia Gate, so it did a lot of damage. Barr admitted that the allegations that the Trump campaign worked with Russians in 2016 in their campaign against Democratic presidential hopeful Hillary Clinton hampered Trump's foreign policy. The former AG also said he believes Putin saw a window of opportunity to grab what he wanted after President Biden took office. Paralleling the wartime defiance of the late British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky, in a speech to British Parliament, vowed to fight until the end. We will not give up and we will not lose. We will fight till the end at sea, in the air. We will continue fighting 
for our land, whatever the cost. The speech echoed Churchill's landmark address to the House of Commons in June 1920. Allied nations, including the UK, have refused Zelensky's call for NATO to institute a no-fly zone over Ukraine, over fears it could trigger a full-blown war between Russia and the West. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson vowed to continue to supply Ukraine with weapons. Ukraine's government says the Chernobyl nuclear power plant, now under Russian control, has lost power. The loss of power threatens the cooling of radioactive materials stored there and risks radioactive leakage. The Ukrainian government said Wednesday that a power line to Chernobyl was cut. The director of the International Atomic Energy Agency Wednesday said via Twitter the organization sees no critical impact on safety. Italian authorities think that they may have found Russian President Vladimir Putin's pricey $700 million super yacht. They think it's docked in a northern Italian port. Italy is looking into whether this super yacht can be seized under sanctions against Russia due to Russia's war on Ukraine. The yacht's ownership has been cloaked in secrecy. This superyacht, called the Shahrazad, is protected by extreme privacy measures, including a metal barrier to block the superyacht from view. The ship's captain, though, insists it is not owned by Putin and that the Russian president has never been on board. Well, reading skills are down, and officials are blaming the COVID-19 pandemic for the decline. The drop in benchmark reading levels is seen mainly among a third of the youngest school children. A study by Amplify finds that 37 percent of kindergarten students are at highest risk for not learning to read compared to 8 percent before the viral pandemic. The study also found that black and Hispanic students in kindergarten, first and second grades have been disproportionately impacted by the learning loss. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News, 77 WABC Time Check 515. Let's head over to the sports desk with Justin Ellick. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. Here I am, just rubbing the crust out of my eyes here. What do we got? Happy Thursday. Indeed, I am Justin Ellick here with your Early News Sports Update. Just one game last night in the way of local action as the Knicks were in Dallas taking on the Mavericks. A surprisingly low-scoring game saw Julius Randle register 26 points and R.J. Barrett pour in 18 of his own as the duo hoisted the Knickerbockers to a 107-77 win on the road. The Knicks notch their third win in a row and officially have themselves a winning streak as they move into Memphis for a matchup with the Grizzlies tomorrow night. As for the Nets, they were off last night but are set to take on the 76ers in Philadelphia tonight for a much-anticipated matchup. That will see brand-new Sixer James Harden welcome his old team into his new home. As for Harden's counterpart in that big trade, newly acquired net Ben Simmons won't be active tonight, but according to head coach Steve Nash, will be present on the Nets bench to face what's sure to be a warm welcome from the Philadelphia faithful. That was sarcasm. Unfortunately, no ice, no ice hockey last night, but we're treated to a triple header tonight as all three local teams are set to lace them up. Begin your evening with the Devils in Newark, taking on the Winnipeg Jets at 7 p.m. Eastern time, followed by the Islanders in Elmont, facing off with the Columbus Blue Jackets at 7.30. And finally, cap it off with the Hockey Blue Shirts in the Rangers a half an hour later at 8 p.m. 
in St. Louis to battle the Blues. And what's a sports update these days without some more bad news out of the MLB as another week of regular season games have been canceled after days of discussion between Major League Baseball and the Players Union failed to generate a new collective bargaining agreement. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. And WABC time check now coming up on 517. So let's head over to the traffic desk with none other than Joe Nolan with a look at traffic and transit. Morning again, Joe. Hey, good morning, Deb. Morning, everybody. And we got a lot of issues over in New Jersey. Again, a lot of wet roads out there. In fact, up in Westchester, getting across the Tappan Zee Bridge, uh, the speed limit is down to 45 miles an hour because of that. Now, if you're on the Jersey Turnpike, the southbound outer roadway, Interchange 13, there's an overturned tractor trailer there. They are ultimately opening and closing all lanes. So as you head through that area, look for those delays. On the Garden State Parkway, northbound at 127, a crash in the left lane. Westbound Route 80 at exit 60. Again, another accident left in center lane out. And then on Route 7, now all lanes are closed right at the turnpike. There is an overturned tractor trailer there. That also in the process of being cleared. New Jersey Transit Train, sorry, no good news here. Still limited service on the Morris and Essex, only between South Orange and New York and Hoboken. The Gladstone branch is still suspended. All of this damage from Monday's storm. They are cross-honoring on the Raritan Valley, the Montclair Booton, New Jersey Transit buses, private carriers, enhanced service as well between Montclair and Booton. So get there if you can. That'll be a little bit of a help for you. And over on the North Jersey coastline, a 20-minute delay. Ongoing track work and alternate side once again today is in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. That's Joe and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny skies today are highs 48, a low of 34 overnight with partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a bit warmer, the high near 53. Right now, we have a reading of 40 degrees in Manhattan. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The Dow Jones Industrial Average benefited from commodity prices cooling off after surging because of the war between Russia and Ukraine at the closing bell. The Dow gained 654 points. The S&P 500 rose by 107 points. And the Nasdaq jumped 460 points. One day after the record for the average cost of gas nationwide was broken, prices at the pump continued to climb on Wednesday, jumping an average of eight cents. According to AAA, the national average for a regular gallon of gas is now $4.25. On Tuesday, the cost was $4.17, breaking the July 2008 record of $4.11, which would be around $5.25 today when adjusted for inflation. The owner of KFC and Pizza Hut and Heineken has become the latest company to pause businesses in Russia in response to its invasion of Ukraine. Yum Brands said it was suspending 70 KFC company-owned restaurants in Russia and finalizing an agreement to suspend all 50 Pizza Hut outlets in partnership with its master franchisee. Yum has 1,000 KFC restaurants in Russia, most of which are run by franchisees. The company had already suspended all investment and restaurant development in Russia. U.S. media tycoon Barry Diller and music mogul David Geffen are under investigation for potential insider trading connected to the purchase of Activision Blizzard options days before the video game maker agreed to be acquired by Microsoft. The DOJ and the SEC are each probing to determine whether Diller and Geffen used non-public information to profit from Microsoft's $75 billion takeover of Activision. Alexander von Furstenberg, the son of Diller's wife, 
the acclaimed fashion designer, is also being investigated. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. And thanks, Frank. Looking at futures for you this morning, the Dow Jones Industrial Average at 33,012, down 254 points right now. The S&P 500 down 29 and a half points. The Nasdaq's down 114 and three quarter points. Gold is up $5.50 an ounce at $1,993.70. Crude oil right now at $113.24 a barrel. That is up $4.54. It's the WABC Early News. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. An alleged Russian spy caught in Manhattan. The U.S. Department of Justice announced Tuesday that 61-year-old Alina Branson worked as a spy for the Russian government since 2011. Branson has been charged with failing to register as a foreign agent and other crimes, including lying to the FBI and visa fraud. Prosecutors say Branson opened the Russian center of New York with approval using tens of thousands of dollars of Russian money from the highest levels of Russian government. The DOJ alleges Branson even communicated directly with Vladimir Putin. A McDonald's worker at the East Harlem fast food establishment was stabbed early Wednesday following a fight. The worker was stabbed after stepping in and trying to defuse a fight involving a 23-year-old cook at the 117th Street and 3rd Avenue location. Harlem resident Ryan Rugen told CBS2 that incidents like these are nothing new. It's not unprecedented. It's really tragic and terrible. And certainly I hope the person comes out all right. Uh, it's, it's just terrible. The stabbing victim is in critical condition. The suspect is on the run. Police have caught the man suspected in a brutal hammer attack at a Chelsea subway station. Police say 48-year-old Christian Jeffers is charged with a hate crime and several other charges, including assault, aggravated harassment and menacing. Here's Jeffers as he was being taken away by police. Christian, did you attack that man with a hammer? Did he attack me first? Did you attack him with a hammer? Did he push the transgender? What happened? He pushed me. Thank you. He says you assaulted him in the head with a hammer. Look at the video. The 29-year-old victim is a man who doesn't want to be identified. Now, he told police he was attacked after the suspect bumped into him after the suspect got aggressive with another subway rider. Police say the hammer allegedly used in the attack was found on Jeffers during his arrest. Transit crime is up 73 percent in the last year alone. A subway rider caught a man on camera lying on a subway bench urinating while riding in the system. The incident between the J Street Metro Tech and York Street subway stations faced some riders but not others. The incident comes less than a month after New York Governor Hochul and New York City Mayor Eric Adams vowed to clean up New York City's subway system. Here's Mayor Adams. No more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more doing barbecues on the subway system. Under this plan, 30 specialized teams, including police, homeless outreach and mental health professionals are targeting the homeless and the mentally ill at high priority subway stations. 
An innocent victim, not the intended target, dead of gunfire outside of NYCHA's Fulton Houses Tuesday night. Police say that a jealous gunman shot and killed an innocent friend of his intended victim near West 19th Street and 9th Avenue late Tuesday. The gunman intended to shoot his girlfriend's ex-boyfriend who was shot in the arm. The ex-boyfriend was last reported in stable condition at Bellevue Hospital. His friend died. Police say the gunman has not been caught. Nine members of New York City's congression do not want New York City Mayor Eric Adams to ban chocolate milk from public schools. This bipartisan group of lawmakers is concerned about students' health and the potential impact on the dairy market. Back in 2019, Adams posted a do-the-math video highlighting the sugary content in chocolate milk. Instead of serving our children beverages that set them up for a lifetime of health problems, we should be encouraging them to drink more water. It keeps you hydrated, manages weight, and is a critical part of a healthy lifestyle. The lawmakers have sent Adams a letter in support of keeping chocolate milk in public schools. A new bill that has quietly passed the New York State Senate and Assembly could make it easier for police departments to withhold crucial public records. That, according to the New York Post. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul asked lawmakers to make the change. If she signs it into law, the bill would allow police departments to circumvent the repeal of the state secrecy law known as 50A. The new broadly written legislation doesn't go as far as reinstating 50A, which blocked the disclosure of police misconduct records. Instead, it gives law enforcement discretion in deciding what public records the public should see. 50A was repealed after George Floyd was murdered by a Minneapolis police officer to make public police misconduct records more transparent. 77 WABC time check coming up on 527. All right, let's head over to the traffic desk for a look at traffic and transit with Joe Nolan. All right, Deb, new accident. This one now on the westbound side of the Northern State Parkway coming onto the LIE right on that ramp structure. There is an accident there that's in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. Now, still a series of issues in New Jersey on the southbound turnpike, the outer roadway approaching Interchange 13 and overturned tractor trailer. They're ultimately opening and closing the outer and diverting everybody to the inner. Northbound on the Garden State Parkway, north of 127, this crash in the left lane. Another one westbound on Route 80, out by exit 60. Again, left and center lanes out. And then both ways on Route 7, all lanes are closed right at the turnpike with another overturned tractor trailer. Busy morning, a lot of wet roads out there, so a lot, you know, be careful, watch out. Limited service on the Morris and Essex line of New Jersey Transit Trains. Between South Orange and New York and Hoboken, Gladstone Branch is still suspended again. Damage from the storm on Monday. They're cross-honoring still. On the Raritan Valley Line, the Montclair Booton, Jersey Transit Buses, private carriers, also enhanced service on the Montclair Booton. Also, they still have those 20-minute delays on the North Jersey coastline. Again, that with the ongoing track work, alternate side of the street, parking rules and regulations once again today are in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe, and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny skies today are high near 48. Overnight, the lows 34. Partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, a mostly sunny day on Friday, the high near 53. Right now, 40 degrees in Manhattan. 
77 WABC Time Check 528. Well, the man who made Entenmann's a household name for some has passed away. Charles Edward Charlie Entenmann was 92 years old. He helped expand his family's Long Island, New York bakery by bringing products into supermarkets using partially clear packaging. Entenmann died February 24th in Florida, where he lived. Entman's grandfather, William, started the business in Brooklyn in 1898. 77 WABC Time Check, 529. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. More news, sports, business, traffic, and weather right after this. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. The Pentagon has halted the arrival of Soviet-built MiG-29 jets to war-torn Ukraine despite NATO approval. Death and injuries as Russian military forces bombard a children's hospital in Ukraine despite a temporary ceasefire for evacuations. Intelligence officials in the U.S. are warning that Russian President Vladimir Putin could resort to nuclear warfare. New inflation figures are due out this morning. The White House admits they are expecting an uptick, blaming in part Russia's war on Ukraine. Major League Baseball season continues to be threatened as marathon talks fail to bring Major League Baseball and the Players Association to a new agreement. Here's your top five at 530. Soviet-built MiG-29 combat jets will not be headed to war-torn Ukraine. The Pentagon pulled the plug on the NATO-backed idea Wednesday of providing the Soviet-built combat jets to Ukraine. The about-face follows intense lobbying by Ukraine and disagreement between the United States and Poland over the deal. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby says Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin spoke to his Polish counterpart on Wednesday. The intelligence community has assessed that the transfer of MiG-29s to Ukraine may be mistaken as escalatory and could result in a significant Russian reaction that might increase the prospects of a military escalation with NATO. Therefore, we also assess the transfer of the MiG-29s to Ukraine to be high risk. Poland stunned Washington, D.C. when it said it would make the combat jets available directly to the United States, not Ukraine. Poland suggested the planes go first to the Ramstein Air Base in Germany, opposite the direction of Ukraine. A maternity and children's hospital was bombarded by Russian forces in southern Ukraine. The attack came despite Russia agreeing to a 12-hour pause in hostilities to allow refugees to evacuate a number of towns and cities. The Maripol City Council posted a video of the devastated hospital. Here's Deputy Mayor of Maripol, Sergei Orlov. We cannot imagine how it's possible in 21st century to uh, kill civil infrastructure, to kill civil citizens as much as possible. I cannot realize and understand this. Ukraine accuses Russian forces of dropping several bombs on the hospital from the air. Police in the Donetsk region say that at least 17 people were injured in the attack. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has called it an atrocity. 
expressing outrage over the attack. He again demanded the NATO alliance, alliance rather, place a no-fly zone over Ukraine. U.S. intelligence chiefs say Vladimir Putin feels aggrieved and could resort to using nuclear weapons in Ukraine. The heads of the CIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, and National Security Agency speaking to a House Intelligence Committee hearing issued the warning. CIA Director William Burns describes Putin as having been stewing in a combustible combination of grievance and ambition for many years. That personal conviction matters more than ever in the Russian system. He's created a system in which his own circle of advisors is narrower and narrower. COVID has made that even narrower. Um, And it's a system in which it's not proven career enhancing for people to question or challenge his judgment. Intelligence officials say Putin has been angered by Ukraine's refusal to surrender after two weeks of bombardment, which elevates the possibility of Putin's nuclear threat. The U.S. estimates up to 4,000 Russian soldiers have been killed in the two-week-old war. By comparison, 2,500 Americans lost their lives in Afghanistan over the 20-year war. New inflation figures are due out from the Fed today for February. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is predicting a brutal spike in inflation when the new data is released. Psaki points to Russian President Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine for spiraling inflation. A key reason, as you touched on, are energy prices. We've seen the price of gas increase, as I noted, 75 cents since the beginning of the year as Putin built up his military near Ukraine and took increasingly aggressive measures that were felt in the markets. The consumer price index in January alone was up 7.5% over a year ago, and that is the highest level in some 40 years. Major League Baseball and the Players Association strike out again. No deal is reported between the two sides following 17 hours of negotiation Tuesday into Wednesday. The two sides attempted to preserve the 162-game season after Major League Baseball said the first two weeks would be canceled. Here's former MLB player Daryl Strawberry on Tiki and Tierney. You wish, you wish that they had, the players and owners had put their head together before you even got to this place and say it's a lockout. It should never have came to a lockout after all that you have been through. I think it's going to really destroy the game if they don't get back soon enough. As of now, opening day is pushed April 14th, should an agreement be reached. 77 WABC Time Check 537. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Joe Nolan. Morning once again, Joe. Hey, good morning, Jeb. Good morning, everybody. And again, as you head out, particularly in New Jersey this morning, a lot going on. First of all, Jersey Turnpike southbound the outer roadway right around Interchange 13 and overturned track trailer. They're alternately opening and closing there. Two separate accidents on the northbound side, one getting off at Interchange 12, one at 13, both of those coming off of the inner roadway. On the outbound side of the Turnpike Extension at 14A, a crash, the right lane is out. Garden State Parkway northbound at 127, there's an accident left lane westbound on Route 80. At exit 60, you have two lanes out, the left and center with a crash, one in 9 McClellan Street, that would be a Newark accident, also in the right lane. Now on the island, 
westbound northern state on the ramp to the LIE. There's a stall. Again, the right lane is out. Now, Mass Transit, New Jersey Transit Train, still with limited service on the Morrison-Essex between South Orange and New York, Hoboken. Gladstone is still suspended. Again, that all left over from Monday's storm. They are cross-honoring. They have enhanced, enhanced service on the Montclair Booton. And completely separate, but still delays on the North Jersey coastline. Again, that ongoing track work. And alternate side of the street parking rules and regulations once again today are in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny skies today are high near 48. Overnight, partly cloudy skies low down to 34. Friday, mostly sunny. The high near 53. Right now, 40 degrees in Manhattan. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, Disney CEO Bob Chappick plans to meet with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. The meeting is to talk about the state's controversial Don't Say Gay bill after Disney took heat for remaining silent on the controversial bill. The bill bans Florida teachers from discussing LGBTQ plus topics until after third grade. During Disney's shareholder meeting on Wednesday, Chappick said Disney had been opposed to the bill from the outset. DeSantis uh, committed to me that he wanted to make sure that this law could not be weaponized in any way by individuals in the state or groups in the state to uh, in any way unduly harm or target uh, gay, lesbian, non-binary, or transgender kids and families. Governor DeSantis has agreed to meet with Chappick and a group of senior LGBTQ plus Disney employees. The Disney CEO is also donating $5 million to organizations, including the Human Rights Campaign, which works to protect LGBTQ plus rights. Well, this one's from the file of the bazaar. Authorities say a man tried to slither past U.S. border agents in California with 52 lizards and snakes hidden in his clothing. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials said the man was stopped for inspection at the border crossing with Mexico. Agents found 52 live reptiles, nine snakes and 53 lizards in bags concealed in the man's clothing and on his person. Border protection officials arrested the 30-year-old man who is a U.S. citizen, his name not released. Former White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham said that after working under former President Trump, it was clear to her he admired Russian President Vladimir Putin and his willingness to stifle dissent. Here she is on The View. He really admired Putin. And I saw that firsthand. I saw him say to Putin, hey, I'm going to be tough on you in front of the cameras. You understand. And once the cameras are gone, we'll have a real conversation. He said that. He said that. Grisham added that Trump loved the dictators he met with on international trips during his four years in office. Putin has faced accusations of violence against journalists and opposition leaders for a number of years. Well, paralleling the wartime defiance of the late British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky, in a speech to British Parliament, vowed to fight until the end. We will not give up and we will not lose. We will fight till the end at sea, in the air. We will continue fighting 
for our land, whatever the cost. His speech echoed Churchill's landmark address to the House of Commons in June 1940. Allied nations, including the U.K., have refused Zelensky's call for NATO to institute a no-fly zone over Ukraine due to fears it could trigger a full-blown war between Russia and the West. U.K.'s Prime Minister Boris Johnson vowed to continue to supply Ukraine with weapons. Ukraine's government says the Chernobyl nuclear power plant, now under Russian control, has lost power. The loss of power threatens the cooling of radioactive material stored there and risks radioactive leakage. The Ukrainian government said Wednesday that a power line to Chernobyl was cut. The director of the International Atomic Energy Agency Wednesday said via Twitter the organization sees no critical impact on safety. Italian authorities think that they may have found Russian President Vladimir Putin's pricey $700 million super yacht. They think it's docked in a northern Italian port. Italy is looking into whether the super yacht can be seized under sanctions against Russia due to Russia's war in Ukraine. The yacht's ownership has been cloaked in secrecy. The super yacht, called Shahirazad, is protected by extreme privacy measures including a metal barrier to block the superyacht from view. The ship's captain insists it is not owned by Putin and that the Russian president has never been on board. Well, reading skills are down and officials are blaming the COVID-19 pandemic for the decline. The drop in benchmark reading levels is seen mainly among a third of the youngest school children. A study out by Amplify finds that 37% of kindergarten students at highest risk for not learning to read compared to 8% before the viral pandemic. The study also found that black and Hispanic students in kindergarten, first and second grades have been disproportionately impacted by the learning loss. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check, 545. Justin Ellick has sports. Yes, I do, Deb, and I am Justin Ellick here with the Early News Sports Update. Just one game last night in the way of local action as the Knicks were in Dallas taking on the Mavericks. A surprisingly low-scoring game saw Julius Randle register 26 points and R.J. Barrett pour an 18 of his own as the duo hoisted the Knickerbockers to a 107-77 win on the road. The Knicks notch their third win in a row and officially have themselves a little winning streak here as they move into Memphis for a matchup with the Grizzlies tomorrow night. As for the Nets, they were off last night but are set to take on the 76ers in Philadelphia tonight for a much-anticipated matchup that will see brand-new Sixer James Harden welcome his old team into his new home. As for Harden, Harden's counterpart in that big trade, newly acquired net Ben Simmons, won't be active tonight, but according to head coach Steve Nash, will be present on the Nets bench to face what's sure to be a warm welcome from the Philadelphia faithful. Wink, wink. Unfortunately, no ice hockey last night, but we're treated to a triple header tonight as all three local teams are set to lace them up. Begin your evening with the Devils in Newark, taking on the Winnipeg Jets at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Islanders in Elmont, facing off with the Columbus Blue Jackets at 7.30, and finally cap it off with the Hockey Blue Shirts in the Rangers a half an hour later at 8 p.m. in St. Louis to battle the Blues. And what's a sports update these days without some more bad news out of the MLB, as another week of regular season games have been canceled after days of discussion between Major League Baseball and the Players Union failed to generate a new collective bargaining agreement. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. 
Let's head over to the traffic desk with Joe Nolan. All right, Devin, again, as you start to head out on the island on the westbound northern state, the ramp to the LIE is disabled. Again, the right lane going to be out of service. Get way on over to the left as you come off the northern state getting onto the LIE. Also, being told of quite a bit of fog out there, so please uh, be careful. Now, Jersey Turnpike southbound, the outer roadway, approaching Interchange 13, that overturned tractor trailer, still in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. Also, on the Turnpike extension, this would be in Bayonne at 14A, an accident right lane out of service. In New Jersey also, westbound Route 80, exit 60, an accident left in center lane, southbound 1 and 9 at McClellan Street. That crash still has the right lane out of service. Then Route 7, still closed both ways, right around the Turnpike with that overturned tractor trailer. Now, New Jersey Transit Trains, still only limited, very limited service on the Morris and Essex. They're only running between South Orange and New York or Hoboken. The Gladstone branch is still down. Damage from the storm of Monday. They're still cross-honoring. Enhanced service as well on the Montclair Booton. And 20-minute delays on the North Jersey coastline, or at least up to ongoing track work. And alternate side, once again today, is going to be in effect. So a busy morning. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin and Joe. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Partly sunny today, the highs 48. Overnight, partly cloudy skies, the lows down to 34. Friday, mostly sunny, the high near 53. Right now, we've actually lost a couple of degrees down to 34 here in Manhattan. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The Dow Jones Industrial Average benefited from commodity prices cooling off after surging because of the war between Russia and Ukraine at the closing bell. The Dow gained 654 points. The S&P 500 rose by 107 points. And the Nasdaq jumped 460 points. One day after the record for the average cost of gas nationwide was broken, prices at the pump continued to climb on Wednesday, jumping an average of $0.08. Cents. According to AAA, the national average for a regular gallon of gas is now $4.25. On Tuesday, the cost was four seventeen, breaking the July 2008 record of four eleven, which would be around five twenty five today when adjusted for inflation. The owner of KFC and Pizza Hut and Heineken has become the latest company to pause businesses in Russia in response to its invasion of Ukraine. Yum Brands said it was suspending 70 KFC company-owned restaurants in Russia and finalizing an agreement to suspend all 50 Pizza Hut outlets in partnership with its master franchisee. Yum has 1,000 KFC restaurants in Russia, most of which are run by franchisees. The company had already suspended all investment and restaurant development in Russia. U.S. media tycoon Barry Diller and music mogul David Geffen are under investigation for potential insider trading connected to the purchase of Activision Blizzard options days before the video game maker agreed to be acquired by Microsoft. The DOJ and the SEC are each probing to determine whether Diller and Geffen used non-public information to profit from Microsoft's $75 billion takeover of Activision. Alexander von Furstenberg, the son of Diller wife, the acclaimed fashion designer, is also being investigated. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures this morning, Dow Jones Industrial Average at 33,014. That's down 251 points. S&P down 30 and a half points at 4,244. The Nasdaq's down 131 points at 13,603. 
Gold is up $14.90 an ounce at $2,003.90. Crude oil at $113.40 a barrel this morning, and that is up $4.74. The WABC Early News. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. An alleged Russian spy caught in Manhattan. The U.S. Department of Justice announced Tuesday that 61-year-old Eliana Branson worked as a spy for the Russian government since 2011. Branson has been charged with failing to register as a foreign agent and other crimes, including lying to the FBI and visa fraud. Prosecutors say Branson opened the Russian center of New York with approval using tens of thousands of dollars of Russian money from the highest levels of Russian government. The DOJ says Branson even communicated directly with Vladimir Putin. A McDonald's worker at the fast food establishment in East Harlem was stabbed early Wednesday following a fight. The worker was stabbed after stepping in and trying to defuse a fight involving a 23-year-old cook at the 117th Street and 3rd Avenue location. Harlem resident Ryan Rugen told CBS2 that incidents like these are nothing new. It's not unprecedented. It's really tragic and terrible. And certainly I hope the person comes out all right. Uh, it's, it's just terrible. The stabbing victim is in critical condition. The suspect is on the run. Police, though, have caught the man suspected in a brutal hammer attack at a Chelsea subway station. Police say 48-year-old Christian Jeffers is charged with a hate crime and several other charges, including assault, aggravated harassment, and menacing. Here's Jeffers as he was being taken away by police. Christian, did you attack that man with a hammer? Did he attack me first? Did you attack him with a hammer? Did he push the transgender? What happened? He pushed me. Thank you. He says you assaulted him in the head with a hammer. The 29-year-old victim is a man who does not want to be identified. He told police he was attacked after the suspect bumped into him after the suspect originally got aggressive with another rider. Police say the hammer allegedly used in the attack was found on Jeffers during his arrest. Transit crime, meanwhile, is up 73 percent in the last year. A subway rider caught a man on camera lying on a subway bench urinating while riding in the system. The incident between the J Street Metro Tech and York Street subway stations phased some riders, but not others. The incident comes less than a month after New York Governor Hochul and New York City Mayor Eric Adams vowed to clean up New York City's subway system. Here's Mayor Adams. No more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more doing barbecues on the subway system. Under the plan, 30 specialized teams, including police, homeless outreach and mental health professionals are targeting the homeless and the mentally ill at high priority subway stations. An innocent victim, not the intended target, dead of gunfire outside NYCHA's Fulton Houses Tuesday night. Police say that a jealous gunman shot and killed an innocent friend of his intended victim near West 19th Street and 9th Avenue late Tuesday. The gunman intended to shoot his girlfriend's ex-boyfriend who was shot in the arm. 
The ex-boyfriend was last reported in stable condition at Bellevue Hospital. His friend died. Police say the gunman has not been caught. Nine members of New York City's congressional delegation do not want New York City Mayor Eric Adams to ban chocolate milk from public schools. This bipartisan group of lawmakers is concerned about students' health and the potential impact on the dairy market. Back in 2019, Adams posted a do-the-math video highlighting the sugary content in chocolate milk. Instead of serving our children beverages that set them up for a lifetime of health problems, we should be encouraging them to drink more water. It keeps you hydrated, manages weight, and is a critical part of a healthy lifestyle. The lawmakers have sent Adams a letter in support of keeping chocolate milk in New York City's public schools. A new bill that has quietly passed the New York State Senate and Assembly could make it easier for police departments to withhold crucial public records. That according to the New York Post. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul asked lawmakers to make the change. If she signs it into law, the bill would allow police departments to circumvent the repeal of the state secrecy law known as 50A. The new, broadly written legislation doesn't go as far as reinstating 50A, which blocked the disclosure of police misconduct records. Instead, it gives law enforcement discretion in deciding just what public records the public should see. 50A was repealed after George Floyd was murdered by a Minneapolis police officer in order to make police misconduct records more transparent. 77 WABC time check coming up on 557. Let's head over to traffic with Joe Nolan. All right, Deb, over to Newark, New Jersey. If you're traveling southbound on 1 and 9, getting down between Haynes Avenue and McClellan Street, all lanes are closed again as you head southbound there. And the problem is an, a bad accident, apparently, as you head southbound. And again, an accident investigation will continue there. So as you southbound 1 and 9 by McClellan Street, a right lane accident. Now, Jersey Turnpike southbound, outer at 13, and overturned tractor trailer. That's still being cleared. People being diverted to the inner roadway. Northbound Garden State Parkway at 127 crash. The left lane is out. We still have that problem on Route 80 on the westbound side as you get out to exit 60. An accident's been pushed off to the shoulder, though, so a little bit of good news at that point. And then also Route 7 still going to be shut right by the turnpike with an overturned tractor trailer. Now, the Northern State Parkway westbound, the ramp to the LIE is stalled that in the right lane. Get way on over to the left as you get to that. In fact, we're just hearing now that that has been reopened. So all lanes there on that ramp structure now open. New Jersey Transit still limited service on the Morris and Essex line. Also, no service on the Gladstone Branch. That from the storm damage of Monday. They're cross-honoring and alternate side of the street parking rules are in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe, and your yep. forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny skies today are high, 48, overnight. Partly cloudy skies, the low dips to 34. Friday, tomorrow, mostly sunny, the high near 53, so even warmer. Right now, we've actually lost a couple of degrees. We're down to 34 degrees here in Manhattan. All right, 77 WABC time check, 558. We are, of course, working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program, the best morning program in New York City. And here is today's lineup. 
You'll uh, hear from Judge Andrew Napolitano at 7.05 a.m. with Bernie and Sid and our own 77 WABC host, of course, founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Sliwa, coming up with Bernie and Sid at 7.40. And don't miss Bill O'Reilly's take on uh, basically the world situation. That comes up at 8.40. And former NFL quarterback for the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets, oh, Joe Nolan, are you listening? None other than Tim Tebow. You don't want to miss that. That comes up at 940. And of course, 30 past each hour, we have the 77 WABC clip of the day. Rita Cosby talks Zelensky, Putin and war crimes. 825, you don't want to miss Lydia reports. 32 past each hour, Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. And at 925, Monday through Friday, you can take part in the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest coming up at 925, Monday through Friday. Well, Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Thank you for being with us. Stay tuned for Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock. And please be back with us tomorrow morning. Be early at 5.